What's going on, everybody? It's Jamel Gibbs, your family-oriented entrepreneur. Welcome to another podcast episode. This is the Business and Investing Podcast, where you learn all things business and investing related. And today, there will be no shortage of information that you guys are requesting. Today, we're going to talk about this new LLC law that, that's uh, been going you know, people have been talking about it on social media. They've been talking about it all across YouTube. A lot of misguided information, to say the least. And I, I've been thinking about this for a little bit of time. And, uh, you know, I reached out to Bob, Bob Blum. You, you guys have seen him on my channel before. And I said, we should probably do a podcast together, primarily because a lot of people are uh, misguided or they, they really don't understand what this new LLC law is all about. You have people online talking about the $500 per day charge uh, that they're going to receive. You got people out there scamming, uh, creating new scams out of this whole uh, situation. So today, what we want to do in this podcast is we, we want to clear things up. We want to give you a clear understanding of what this new law is, um, what you need to do if you're a business owner, uh, if you have an existing LLC, what you need to do if you're looking to set up a new LLC, and also how to prevent yourself from being scammed. So we just want to provide you guys with the information. And then we'll also talk about how you can eliminate the headaches of having to go through all of this stuff toward the end. Um, now, Bob is an asset defense attorney. He has an asset defense program that he runs. I personally am a client. I use them and I recommend anybody who's looking to uh, eliminate the headache of setting up an LLC or running things properly or, you know, whatever the case, anything tied to LLCs or asset defense, you know, obviously you can go into trust and all kinds of other stuff we could talk about, but um, anybody who's looking to eliminate that, I believe that you should at least uh, look into investing into someone who knows how to do it properly so that you can protect yourself uh, the right way and operate your business uh, the way it should be run. Uh, so today we're going to talk about this new LLC law. We're going to talk about all of these, uh, these different aspects of it. And we're going to tell you what you need to know in order to prevent paying $500 per day and prevent from being scammed as well. My man, Bob Blum, what's going on, brother? It's great to be with you, Jamel. Good to uh, get the, this topic out in the open so everybody's aware of it. Absolutely, man. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, man? I, I know you've been on the channel before, and I'll be sure to link that that uh, previous podcast that we did together up at the top. Uh, if, if you're watching this on YouTube, if not, it'll probably be in the description box. But why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, man? Sure. I'm Bob Bloom. I'm an attorney in Dallas, Texas, and I am the managing partner of Asset Defense Team, LLC. And that is a company that uh, advises people on business aspects. We set up LLCs, corporations, limited partnerships, trusts, wills, all kinds of different, different uh, things to protect people and their assets. And uh, we do that all over the country for various uh, clients, uh, many of your uh, students or clients of ours as well, Jamel. And so uh, we're, we're just happy to be able to help people get their businesses going the right way, running the right way so that uh, they have the liability protection uh, and that they expect and the tax reduction that they would hope for as well. 
Absolutely, man. So to get right into it, brother, uh, I know that there's this new LLC thing. Now, over the last couple of months, especially towards the end, the ending of last year, you, you heard a lot of people talking about this new LLC law. Now, you've actually mentioned this to me uh, in 2022, like a, a year before. You kind of knew what was going on. Or was it early last year? Somewhere around that, that time frame, you said there's going to be some new things going on with LLCs coming up. And then all of a sudden, uh, later on in the year, uh, I, I hear everybody talking about it. So uh, what is this new law that, that, that's uh, taking place? Well, it's called the Corporate Transparency Act, sometimes called the CTA as an abbreviation. And it's part of a, a bigger law called the Anti-Money Laundering Act which was passed by Congress in uh, 2020. So it, uh, it's a, a complex law that uh, requires people to report. Uh, and those, so the question is who has to report and anybody with an LLC, a corporation, a limited partnership, limited liability company of any kind, limited li liability partnership, um, certain business trusts will have to report. So any entity that is filed with a secretary of state in order to create it uh, will be required to report to the federal government on certain information about that entity and also about you as an individual if you're called a beneficial owner. So sometimes it's called beneficial owner information or BOI reporting. So a lot of different acronyms floating around uh, this, this new law. Got it, man. So why did they pass this new law? What, what's uh, their angle? Why did Congress yeah. pass this? Very good question. And I think they missed the mark because the whole idea in the Anti-Mundering Laundering Act was to uh, ferret out mm -hmm. bad guys using shell corporations, using LLCs to hide their identities. And these guys are like drug traffickers, sex traffickers, money launderers, uh, assorted bad guys, you know, terrorists and other people. That's who they were trying to uncover and, and prevent from using, you know, these uh, corporations, which can give you a lot of anonymity. Uh, so uh, so th they passed this law, but the problem is it's falling on normal small businesses who are not involved in any of that bad stuff. And the reason is that they created 23 different exemptions for companies that don't have to report. So get this, Jamel, mm. if a company has 20 full-time employees or has $5 million in revenues, that's considered a large company and they are not required to report. Also, if you're a publicly traded company, you don't have to report. So stop and think about this. Drug dealers, sex traffickers, money launderers, terrorists are going to have way more than $5 million. <laughs> They're going to have way more than 20 people in the organization. So all those guys are exempt, the ones they were trying to catch. And it falls on companies like yours and mine and all of your students, which are privately held small companies without 20 employees. You get the idea. So they missed mm -hmm. the mark completely, but it's the law and now we have to comply with it. And so here we are. Got it, man. So, you know, at the end of the day, they're, they're really going after the wrong people, but that's a, yeah. that's a political issue that we don't even have to discuss right now. Right. But <laughs> what does this new law require us to do? Well, it requires uh, anybody with a company, an LLC, a limited partnership, any, any kind of entity that was filed with the Secretary of State to create it. Now that company has to report 
certain information about the company itself. Uh, that information would be things like the EIN or tax identification number, uh, the name of the company, the address of the company, you know, certain basic things like that. Uh, the legal name of the company, where it was formed, uh, the state in which it was formed, uh, and, uh, and, and information like that. So it's not overly burdensome, but I mean, it's just, uh, just one of these nuisances that we're going to have to, uh, to deal with. In addition to that, um, co the companies that uh, were formed before January 1st, 2024, have a full year in which to provide this information to the federal government. So the cutoff is January 1st, 2025, as long as we get the information in by then, we're good. All right. But companies that are so created. Basically, if I have, if I have an existing company yes. that I did not create after January 1st, 2024, I have until the ending of the year of 2024 in order to be able to file. That's right. If I'm setting up a new company, then it has to be done immediately. Yes. We have 90 days from correct? the date of approval. Got it to file for new companies created after January 1st, 2024. And then if there yeah. is a change in information, like for instance, maybe uh, you brought somebody else into the company or you added someone to the company or somebody left, we now have to file an updated report. Uh, and that has to be done 30 days with uh, within 30 days of the change in beneficial ownership. So they want to know got who it, is it. behind these companies, who's the beneficial owner, and that's the term of art, beneficial owner. So that's their angle right there. So who has to report this, just to be clear? Yeah, yeah the, uh, the, the beneficial owner of the company has to report. Now, who's the beneficial owner? And that's where it gets kind of tricky because uh, there are two tests. Mm for who is a beneficial owner who has to report. One is if you own 25% or more of the company, you're a beneficial owner. But but what if you don't own 25%? What if you've got four people in the company each, or five people in the company each owning 20%? Well, then it would seem that nobody is a beneficial owner. So they've created a second test, and that is you're a beneficial owner even if you don't own 25%, but you have substantial control. So this is another term, air quotes, substantial control. And what does that mean? Well, it means that you have, oh, there's, there's a, a whole list. Let me, let me give that to you in a way. Uh, but uh, essentially, it means you're the manager of an LLC, even if you don't own 25%. Uh, so, uh, substantial control is someone who is a senior officer of the company. So maybe you have a corporation, you're the president of the company, but you don't own 25%. Well, you're, you still have substantial control. So you're a beneficial owner in that, in that definition. Um, it's somebody who has the power to appoint or remove directors of the company, uh, an individual who's an important decision maker. How do you define that? but that's part of the law. Um, and any individual who has any other form of substantial control. Now, what that could mean if we really get into the weeds is maybe somebody has an option that they could exercise in order to have substantial control, or uh, maybe they've got a debt that they could convert into equity 
that would give them substantial control. So these are, you know, it gets complicated after a while. And what if you have, uh, you know, an LLC with four or five people in the LLC? Uh, you'd have to determine are each one of those people, uh, um, um, are they beneficial owners that have to report? So it's important to, uh, to try to figure that out. And, you know, if, if all, let me give you an example. We have an LLC that has four members and we made it member managed. Well, each of those members now has substantial control and each one of those four people are going to have to file this beneficial owner report. So wow. gets gets a little complicated. Man, so they, so it does, man. So when when you when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, what does the reporting company have to report? Well, they have to report um, the the name of the company. In fact, let me let me kind of walk you through this. Um, let's see if I can yeah. share the actual. Uh, let's see, want to share the actual form that uh, the government will have us file. So this is the federal government website. So this is it. It's the uh, it's called FinCEN, which is the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network. It's a uh, department of the tr U.S. Treasury. And uh, this is the uh, official site. And we want would want to go down here to file a report using their online system. So here we are. And it says you want to file your beneficial owner information report. So we're going to click on that and we then click on this one. You, if you've got a PDF, uh, Adobe, you can do the top one. Otherwise, we're going to do this. And so I'm going to kind of walk you through this. Is that okay, Jamel? That'll be perfect, man. Okay. So here we are. Look at these um, top, top boxes. Here's just general filing information. Here's information on the reporting company that we're going to get to. The company applicant is someone that's going to have to report, and that's the person who files the entity or the person who told them to file the entity. And that would be, so for instance, if you call me and you tell me, hey, Bob, I want to set up a new LLC, I would be the company applicant because I'm the one setting up the LLC, but you're also a company applicant, Jamel, because you told me to set up the LLC. All right. So both of us would have to be uh, filing as company applicants. And then we have the beneficial owners. That's what they're really trying to get to. So here we are. What's the type of filing? It's an initial report. So we're not going to have to file these every year. But if something changes, we're going to have to either update it or, or correct it. So then we move so just, on. So just to be clear, we, we don't have to file these every year. It's not like so no, this that's is a right. one time thing. It's a one-time thing unless there's a change, and then we do have to file within 30 days to report that change. Okay, so here right. is so like the, if you uh, add on a business partner, for example. Yeah, exactly right. Or somebody drops out of the okay. company. So here's the reporting okay. company information, and this is what you were asking about. Uh, and so here we are. We need the legal name for the company and number five. If you've got a DBA, a trade name. Uh, then you would fill in number six. And this is kind of good because you can see that if you've got a question, you can kind of toggle over it and uh, it'll give you a little bit more information about what they're asking for. So we, you would add that. Uh, now here is very important. You're going to have to include your EIN here or if it's uh, some kind of a, a trust that you're using a social security number for, you would enter it here in this, in this uh, spot. 
Uh, so that's very important that you have your tax ID number, EIN. Um, here, we're going to have to, if it's a foreign company, we would uh, select number nine. Uh, here, we select what country are we filing? Was this entity filed in? U.S., we assume, uh, for most people. What's the company address? The city, it's a state, zip code, etc. And we fill in that information. Uh, then, uh, so you are, have a, just, just to be clear, mm -hmm. whether you have a foreign company or uh, uh, if you're doing business locally, you have to file this in order to do business in the, in the uh, U.S., right? Uh, yes. Yes, that is correct. And, and or, when we're right, talking about foreign, what if you're located in the U.S.? Well, but, you uh, have a, but you're doing business abroad. Uh, that company would, if it's a U.S. company, would have to uh, report what we just did. Wow. So we would yeah. have to report that information. So, so we just went through the reporting company requirement. So it's not that big a deal, uh, but it has to be done correctly. And I'll tell you why in just a little bit, because the penalties are really severe for failing to do this. So now we're talking about who is the uh, company applicant. And once again, that would be me if we set up the LLC for you. Uh, and it would also be the person telling me to set up the LLC. And that would be you, Jamel, if I'm setting it up for you. So here's the company applicant information. And they want to know, uh, do you have a FinCEN ID? And you can get one. It's free if you want to get one. Uh, but if you don't have a FinCEN ID, then we just fill out these uh, different uh, pieces of information. The last name, your first name, middle name, date of birth, your current address, business address. You did indicate, is this a business or residential address? Uh, now we have to supply a form of identification. And it could be a driver's license. It could be your passport. If you're a Native American, it could be a, a local tribe issued ID. And if you're none of the above, uh, so for instance, I represent a lot of Canadians who invest in U.S. real estate. Uh, they would supply a foreign passport because they don't have a state-issued uh, driver's license or a U.S. passport. So they would use their, their own particular passport. All right, so the identifying number on your driver's license or passport would go in box number 31, and then we would indicate what state uh, we're, we're talking about uh, if it's a driver's license. So that is the company, uh, that is the company applicant information. And Jamel, you and I would have had to have completed that information. Now we're getting to what they're really asking for. And this is the beneficial owner. So who is the beneficial owner of this company? And they want to know, are you, you know, is this an exempt entity? And that would be one of those 23 exemptions. Uh, and one of those would be a large publicly traded company with 20 employees and $5 million of revenues, et cetera. But for most of us, we're not going to fall into that category. So we're going to need to give our full name, last name, middle name, date of birth, et cetera, our residential address, et cetera, zip code, all of that. Um, now we need to supply a real form of identification. So if it's a driver's license, let's say, we need to put in our driver's license number in box number 49. We need to indicate what state issued that driver's license, et cetera, or what country issued it, what state then issued the driver's license. And then now we have to actually take a picture of the driver's license or your passport and then drag it here and it'll, it'll attach because they want to see your picture. They want to see uh, proof that you are who you say you are.
Okay. So that is important. And now we have completed the form and you just got to indicate you're not a machine, you're not a robot, et cetera, et cetera. And we're done. Okay. So it's, it's, uh, not, uh, you know, impossible to do this. It's basic information, but it's got to be done correctly. And uh, I want to point out that if somebody knowingly files a false report, the penalties are really severe. They can fine you uh, up to $250,000 and put you in jail for five years if you knowingly file a false report. So we just got to, you know, give them the information that they're looking for. Got to right? give them that information, man. Now, I, I understand I'm probably jumping ahead with this information a little bit, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, um, is, is this information going to be public? Good question. And they assure us it will not be. Now, Got it. um, it's, it's going to be. This is basically for their knowledge. It's not like somebody can go online and search for this information. That's exactly right. This is not going to be a publicly searchable database. It's it's even supposed to be available only to certain government agencies with a need to know. And so they're going to uh, restrict this information. It may go to a bank if the bank for some reason has uh, information or, or has a need for this information. But the bottom line is um, we're always concerned about could a plaintiff's lawyer do an asset search on you and discover all the assets you have. And the short answer is no, a plaintiff's lawyer cannot do this. So you do have anonymity, even though we're anonymity. having to supply all this information. Because let's face right. it, Jamil, now, just for clarity, you know, the federal sorry, government, again? yeah, the federal government has all kinds of information on us anyway. Uh, they can find out anything they want to. They know how much money we make yeah. because we file a tax return. So this shouldn't be uh, anything that, that bothers anybody. Yeah, I mean, you figure they have, they, they're the ones who provide you with your EIN number. Yeah. So they're going to have yeah. all kinds of information on you anyway, right? So that's right. Uh, I think the main concern for, for you know, the, the people online uh, and the information that they were putting out is, you know, they're going to have all of this new information on you. And now there's, you know, the anonymity is kind of out the window, which is not necessarily true, right? That's right. That's so right. Yeah, just for clarity purposes, who need, we still have the anonymity, right? So, so just for clarity purposes, um, you know, who is required to report just for clarity, anybody, anybody with an entity that was created by filing with the secretary of state. So that would be a corporation, a limited liability company, a limited partnership and certain types of business trusts. And, and we spoke about, you know, you just kind of went through the whole spiel. Uh, when it comes to what we need to report and mm -hmm. um, just for clarity, when do we need to do this? We, we spoke about this a little earlier, but this is just for the people in the back of the room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> very important. So if you have a brand new entity that was created after January 1st of 2024, we have 90 days in which to file this report. If you have an existing entity that existed prior to January 1st, 2024, we've got a full year to the, to January 1st, 2025, in which to file this report. So it's very important that people become aware of this and that they do file because the failure to file, and this would be like an innocent failure, not a knowing uh, misrepresentation, but a failure to file 
can result in fines of up to of $500 per day. And there's no cap on that. Think about it. That's right. $500 a day. Uh, when, and that would be starting probably January 1st, 2025 or January 2nd, 2025. If you didn't file this year and you had an existing entity prior to 2024. All right. And that's why it's important for us to be doing this podcast, man, because we got to tell as many people as possible about this. And then you guys watching this or listening to this podcast need to tell as many people about this. So share this podcast with as many people as possible, because in order for us to all be protected and still be able to operate our businesses efficiently without having to get this five hundred dollar per day fine, we need to spread the word Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Right. And, and I'd also want to emphasize that, you know, if uh, if there's no if you don't have a reason not to file, I mean, you're not too busy right at this time of year. Go ahead and file. Get it over with. Uh, get it done and make sure that uh, you're you're out of uh, you, that you're in compliance. I, I want to mention other thing. One other thing. The penalty for failing to file also, in addition to five hundred dollars per day, includes up to two years in jail. If you fail to file, Man. so it's the, so the feds are really serious about getting this information. They're anticipating about thirty-five million filings are going to come in this year. So, so what about those who have a company that has been dissolved? Ah, good question. Do they need to worry about this? Nope. Dissolved companies and inactive companies do not have to file. Now, there are always definitions. What is an inactive company? It didn't make money up to a certain amount of. Uh, uh, you know, this last year, it might still be in existence, but it's just not doing anything. And so you'd want to, uh, in that case, consult maybe an attorney, an accountant, or dig into the hundred pages of, of regulations to figure out if you have one of these uh, inactive companies. But the bottom line is this, when in doubt, file. I think that's the better, yeah. uh, the better rule to follow. And, and we'll talk about what you know, what the ramifications of that would be if it costs anything and just, and just a little bit, but just for clarity purposes, what's a beneficial owner? Well, a beneficial owner is someone who owns 25% or more of an entity, or even if they don't own 25%, they have substantial control over that entity. That would typically be in my mind, a manager of an LLC, uh, because managers don't have to own any part of the LLC. Um, it would be a member managed LLC, making all of the members having substantial control. Um, it would be, um, you know, a, an officer of a company. It would be a director of a company. Um, anybody in uh, anybody who is not simply passive that has some degree of, of control. So, for instance, if you're just a member of an LLC that is manager managed and you don't own 25 percent. There's a good chance uh, you're not uh, uh, you, you're not a beneficial owner. Got it, got it. Cool, man. So uh, there's a lot of information that we're covering right now, and, and a lot of it, you know, you kind of answered a lot of the questions that a lot of people had as they were submitting them. You know, for example, the beneficial the beneficial owner. When do you have to report? You know, what do you need to report? We kind of covered all of that stuff. Um, so what, and you spoke about what happens if you don't report, you got the quarter of a million dollar penalty to five years in jail, the two years in jail. We spoke about all of that. If you Mm -hmm. missed it, be sure to go back 
and rewatch this podcast or listen to it again because this information is super, super important. Now, we also talked about the anonymity, right? Let, let's talk about that in a little more detail. Uh, will I still have anonymity if I file this report? Because that was a huge concern for a lot of people, right? Now, you answered it, but we're, I'm kind of reiterating this stuff because sometimes people miss things and we don't want them, we don't want them to miss it. So will there still be anonymity uh, through your LLC? Yes. And here is why. What we're concerned about with anonymity is can a plaintiff's lawyer who's thinking about suing you do an asset search on you and find all kinds of information? And the short answer is this information is not going to be publicly searchable by a plaintiff's attorney. What we are concerned about is when we file an entity with a secretary of state, what information are we making publicly available about the owners of those entities, about the, your, you know, is your home address on the public record? Most people don't want that to be the case. So we use a registered agent instead. Um, and so for instance, Jamel, if you've got two or three LLCs and you set them up yourself and you're, you're the registered agent, a plaintiff's lawyer can easily search a, a public database, find your entities, find out that you're the manager. They can see you're the registered agent. They can see where you live. Now they can take that information and do other searches and find every property you own, your bank account information, they can find out every item you own and size you up as to whether you're a good target for a lawsuit. Because obviously, what's the point of suing who's some, someone who's broke? There's no point in that. So they are looking for people who have assets. So when we file an LLC, we're really careful not to put your name, for instance, on the uh, public record, not to put your home address on the public record, uh, and to keep it anonymous, meaning they can find the name of the company, but they have no way to connect it with you, Jamel. And so that is That's the right. goal in, in trying to create anonymity. And, uh, and this report, this beneficial owner information report is, is only available to certain government agencies. It's not publicly searchable by a plaintiff's lawyer doing an asset search on you or me. And so I'm confident in saying, yes, you still have anonymity. And, you know, you know, a lot of people online, you know, obviously they want, they want you to show the detail they want, they, you know, because the proof is always in the pudding. Right. But, you know, I had a guy recently say, Hey, you know, how uh, could you show us how many properties you actually have? And I'm like, that, that's foolish of me to do that, especially online. Yeah. You know, I would never show you what I actually, how much money I make or what I actually have. That'll be, that's just stupid. You yes. know what I mean? So um, that's the point of having companies. And it's not like this new law is going to eliminate the benefits of owning or being in charge of an LLC. The government just wants this information, um, you know, for their own personal reasons. And, you know, we'll still have that anonymity that we look for um, when we're operating our businesses. So this is super important for us to do. Um, where do we file the report? You kind of showed us, but you didn't necessarily, um, how, how can, how can they go ahead and file our listeners go ahead and file the report? Right. Um, everybody can go to FinCEN and that's F I N C E N dot gov forward slash 
B-O-I, and that'll get you right to the page that I was showing you, and you'll be able, anybody will be able to file the report. Um, there's not a charge for filing the report unless you're asking a, an attorney or an accountant to do it. There's no charge for filing it. Uh, the, if you do it, ask an attorney or an accountant to file it for you, they just got to cover their time and not lose money uh, that way. So there'll be some That's right. very minor kind of charge. Yeah. For doing it for somebody. So I'm going to link that. I'm going to link that website in the description box where you'll have the application. Now, what I do recommend for people, and, and I, you know, look, you can do whatever you want to do. But if it were me, I reached out to Bob, what, two weeks ago, I want to say. And I said, can you handle this for me? Right. So, you know, we're, we're going to be getting this taken care of as soon as possible. Um, that's the route I'm going. And if you're anything like me and you want to, you know, out of sight, out of mind, I don't have to think about it. Bob is going to take care of it. Of course, I'm going to pay him for his time there. Like, like he said, there isn't a charge for this form. It's free. Right. And we'll get into that in just a second. But I will pay him for his time. If you want an attorney, if you want an asset defense attorney, somebody who specializes in this to take care of this for you, then I'm going to leave Bob's information in a description box for you guys to be able to contact him as well. Now, like he said, there's no charge for the, the form itself, but obviously he has to cover his costs with his team and things like that, the time in order to be able to get this done for you. So I would at least have that conversation with him in order to be able to have that, that, uh, that reassurance that is being done correctly, because if you don't know what you're doing and you do this improperly, it can cost you big time. You, you heard Bob say, look, 100 a day, $250,000, five years in prison, two years in prison, all of these different things. You want to make sure that you're doing this properly, because if not, it can cost you big time. So the little bit of money it might cost to have somebody do it for you the right way can save you not only uh, time in jail, but also save you a bunch of money on the, on the back end. Because if you do it wrong uh, and you do it and you knowingly do it wrong, um, look, you know, the, the, the little bit of money it's going to cost you up front will pale in comparison to what it's going to cost you on the back end. So I'm, I'm going to be sure to leave Bob's information in the description box. Make sure you take that seriously. You know, everybody watching this or listening to this podcast, take that seriously, have that conversation with him, you know, and, and see what his team can do for you. I use him personally. You know, this is my asset defense attorney. And, you know, would I recommend him? Look, I'm not only a client, <laughs> you know, the hair club for men thing. So, look, um, you know, this is a serious, serious thing. Um, and I'm going to leave Bob's information in the description box for you now. There's scams going around with this as well. Could you tell us a, li a little bit about the scams, Bob? Yeah, let me see if I can find, uh, here we go. Let me see if I can share this. So this is, yeah, this is the scam letter. And I'm sure this is uh, <laughs> one of many, many that are gonna be out there. Uh, but mm -hmm. uh, you know, there is no United States Business Regulations Department. That's a, that's a dead giveaway. Um, filed by 12-13-2023. There was no way to file prior to January 1st, 2024. Uh, so uh, it's, uh, you know, penalties for noncompliance. They want you to, uh, uh, you know, I don't know what they're after. 
Uh, they may be just phishing, trying to get your information. Um, but uh, be careful uh, in in anything you get soliciting people. You know, to uh, yeah, we'll file for you if that's what they're trying to say. Be really, really careful. You can file yourself, and if you want to really, really be sure it's done right, you can have an attorney or a CPA uh, do it for you. But um, but this is a scam. Got it. So beware of these scams going out. You know, there's going to be a lot of that happening. This is a new opportunity for them to be able to try and steal money from people. So beware of that. Talk to your local attorney who specializes. You can't talk to any attorney because they all don't specialize in this stuff. And that's why I recommend it, Bob. But talk to, you know, if you have an attorney you want to talk to, talk to him. If you have a CPA that knows what they're doing, talk to him. Uh, but at the very least, have that conversation with Bob. I'm going to link that information in the description box. So just to recap everything that we spoke about in this very short period of time, we provided a lot of information for you guys. Look, number one, uh, if you have an existing business prior to tw uh, January 1st, 2024, then you have until the ending, you have until January 1st, 2025 to get this, you know, get this filed. Number two, if you're filing after January 1st, 2024, then you have 90 days to get it done, right? If you have the opportunity to do it right now, do it right now. Get it out of the way, out of sight, out of mind. Um, mm -hmm. There's a bunch of scams going on, right? Make sure that you are very aware. Uh, don't send any money to anybody unless they're your attorney that you're doing business with or your CPA and they're charging you for their time. All right. Um, you will have that anonymity that you previously had on your entities on whether it's in, you know, an LLC or whatever the case may be as corp, right? You'll still have that anonymity through your LLCs, but your, um, you're going to have to provide this information to the government. Um, the government has your information anyway, right? They provide, the IRS provided you with the EIN number. So this is not a big deal. Um, don't believe the hype that you see all over YouTube and social media, but where they, where the social media influences are correct, you will have that $500 per day if you do not file, but that's coming January 1st, 2025, not 2024. Okay. Another thing, uh, and, and this is just me talking to Bob and picking this up is, um, you know, if, if you file, if you knowingly file improperly, how can somebody determine that? You know, that's, you know, that's, that's yet to, uh, that remains to be seen, but if you knowingly file improperly, you can face up to five years in jail. If you don't file two years in jail, if you, if you, um, file, if you, file improperly, you can get up to a quarter of a million dollar fine. You still have that $500 a day if you do not file. All of this stuff adds up, right? So you just want to get this out of the way. You only have to do it one time. If you add on a business partner, you make any change, maybe your address or whatever, you make any changes to your business, you have to do it all over again. It's not going to cost you anything except a little bit of attorney time or CPA time unless you do it yourself. But this is a one-time thing. Well, Get it out of the way. And it, it, am I missing anything, Bob? You're, you're giving a really, really good summary. Uh, the one thing I would add is if you do make any kind of change in the business after you filed a re your 
beneficial owner information report, you only have 30 days in which to update your initial filing. So make sure that you stay on top of these reports uh, because once again, uh, the penalties are severe if we fail. Got it, man. Now, is there anything else that we're missing that we should uh, make people aware of or did we cover everything? Uh, you've done a great job in uh, asking the right questions and uh, getting this information out to your community. I think it's a great job today. Yep. Cool. Well, look, we really appreciate you hopping on the line with us today. Look, if you guys have any further questions, I recommend reaching out to Bob. Leave a comment in the comment section. Let me know what your thoughts is. Let's start a conversation about this. Uh, in addition to that, uh, share this video with as many people as possible. I'm sure uh, somebody's going to know somebody who's going to know somebody who's going to get scammed. We want to prevent that. Somebody's going to know somebody all the way down the line who is not going to file. They're not going to take this seriously. This is very, very serious. If you want to operate a business, you, you might as well do things the right way. Right. So uh, I'm, I'm going to highly recommend Bob. You know, this is my guy, Bob Bloom. I'm going to leave his information in the description box. I personally vouch for him. He's a great dude and he's going to make sure that you're taken care of. Took care of me for the for you know last several years, and um, you know I'm I'm pleasantly happy with him. But look, um, make sure that you reach out. Make sure you get this taken care of. Like this video, subscribe to the channel, click the notification bell. If you want to see Bob back, if you're not, if we're not 100 clear, or if you want to talk about something else, leave a comment in the comment section. Always ha happy to have him back, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Take care, everybody.